0: And I said, what do you mean it's not your issue? It's your guidance system. says, no, it belongs to the car. And they said, there's two ways that we communicate. One is through your system, and then one is through our system. Our system has the right directions. But the car that you are driving, your system hasn't been updated. And I thought, wow, what's wrong? Here's what I did. Six months ago, I bought the update, but I never installed it because I was trying to figure out a way how to send it back, get my 179 bucks back, because I thought that was a lot of money just to get some new streets on my car. Turn to the person next to you and tell him that has nothing to do with where he's going tonight. (laughs) but I thought you'd enjoy the story. (laughs) But back to the issue. Where you are individually determines where you are globally. And if you are outside of intimate fellowship with God, you are in danger of your GPS being messed up you will start to hear things that sound right, but it's not the spirit of God. You will start seeing things take place that will have some element of truth in it, but it's not God. We so desperately need to know him in a way that separates his voice from every other voice that we listen to. The idea of the pursuit of his presence is not an action or an event, but it's a lifestyle. And I want to suggest a couple of things tonight that I trust that you can either make note on your iPhone or no phone or iPad or notepad or notepad or just in your heart. Because I believe that the pursuit of his presence is directly connected to our desire for intimacy. Now, I don't think there's a person in this room whose intimacy has not been messed with. If you've lived for any time on the earth, somewhere along the line, your understanding of intimacy got affected. I've extrapolated the word intimacy and I've broken it down into three words. Into, what's four? Into me see. Into me see. We are so afraid of letting people know who we are. Why? Because we're afraid we're going to get rejected. Did you hear the words that were spoken prophetically tonight? Did you hear what God said to David as he stood here? I don't know how many times I've prophesied over people and I can feel people that are saying if he was really a prophet, he wouldn't know what a jerk this guy is. He's messed up seven ways to Sunday. Have you bothered to read the Bible and the ones that God said, here, I'm going to turn over my kingdom to you? Messed up seven ways to Sunday. King David himself, he had a number of failures. And yet God said, this is one in whom I am not only going to walk with, but I'm going to clothe myself. With him. You see, the pursuit of his presence will transform you, and God begins to clothe himself with you. A desire for intimacy. When Vivian and I got married, we had a ceremony, we got a license. And I said, we're married. And she says, we had a ceremony and we got a license. That is in marriage. I said, what do you mean? She said, because I don't want a surface relationship. I want to go below the surface. Instinctively. Cover your side cover your heart, because you know those words are going somewhere where you've never allowed words to go. I realized at that point, I had no frame of reference for what she was saying. She said, I want to get inside of you. And I thought, wow, oh, really? Really? She said, I want to know your feelings. And I go, hmm, it's hot in here. I don't want to be here, not as in marriage, but this is getting really uncomfortable. But what she was saying to me was she wanted to know me. And you don't know someone because you sat next to them. You don't know someone because you've seen them do miraculous things. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes we can stand in what we we term the presence of God and be unaffected. That wasn't what she was looking for. We got married, we got a license. She wanted to get inside of me. So when she said, share your feelings, I remember we went to a marriage encounter weekend that was designed to open us up. Well, as soon as the opening up started, I wanted to jump out of the window (laughs) because we were given instructions. We're going to give you a pad and and we want you to write and they give us certain subjects and they were subjects connected to relationship. And, and so here's what we want you to do. We want you to each individually answer the question and then come together and talk about it. I rebuke the thing. I did everything. I'm. This is not God. And I'm looking over at Viv because it, the person that was leading it says, okay, begin to write. And I'm looking over and she's like a typewriter. <laughs> she's got two pages. I haven't even started the first sentence. And right away I'm thinking, this is going to be a disaster because it's she's going to tell me all these wonderful things. and And I'm going to go... And I feel a bunch of little dots. (laughs) I don't know what I feel. Intimacy is more than activity. Intimacy is a desire that has to overwhelm you so that it overtakes every bit of your activity and becomes the thing that you want more than anything else. The second thing, and we'll see this in real life here, and real time. The second thing is a need for trust. If you ask most people in church, or even out of church? Do you trust? Do you trust people? A very famous person that I know said to me one time, I don't trust people, and you know what? I don't even trust myself. Well, as much as we could laugh about that, That is a problem, even when we come into the presence of God. If the Spirit of God begins to move in deliverance, how many stand up and say, here, Lord, where am I? I want to be delivered right now, whatever it is. I don't want it in my life. And I don't care who watches, so I'm going to rub to the front, so... So Rick can pray for me, but I want you to all watch as the demons come flooding out. (laughs) Do you know what happened when Jesus came on the scene? Demons started talking to him. What was there? The presence. Presence. It's transforming. It's delivering. It's supposed to change the way you think. It's supposed to change the way you act. But if you don't trust, you don't know what to do with that when it begins to happen. Because now, at some point, God is going to put a physical person in front of you that's going to be his representative to speak into your life. And if you have been hurt, God, I trust you, no. Know. Are you with me? Thank you. Three. All right. I want to take you on a little journey here quickly for 17 minutes. Is that okay? But my watch is broken. Okay. Turn to the book of Exodus. I want to run through some things very quickly. I want to talk about the life of Moses for a moment. This is one man, one man in the scripture that is spoken of in this way. I think it's Numbers 11.28 or Numbers 11.29. says that God spoke to Moses face to face as a friend. Well, do you know when that started? It started all the way back in Exodus chapter 2. When he was born, he was rejected. Now we may not see it as such, but he was put in an ark and he was shoved down the river. One of the things that can really trip us up when we read the word of God is when we try to go to the conclusion and read what happened before we go through the process. You won't understand intimacy if the end goal is just for your needs to be met. One of the words that I had tonight was to everyone who's sitting here tonight, the Spirit of God said to me, tell them you have been created for such a time as this. Who, me? Yeah, you. He wants to release you. To allow his presence to flow through you. You know, Colossians 1.27 says, he's already in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Then what dwells in you? His presence. He wants to release that presence wherever you go. If Peter can be walking along the road and his shadow falls on somebody and they get healed, do you think Peter had anything to do with it? The fact is at that point, God chose to clothe himself with Peter. Judges chapter 6 with Gideon. God said, as Gideon moves out of the place where he is, it says literally that God clothed himself with Gideon. Back to Moses. He was taken out of the water. The water is indicative of the spirit. The thing that we cannot sacrifice when we're talking about his presence, is the need for the Holy Spirit to be alive in our lives, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be speaking in tongues. Well, that's Pentecostal. (laughs) No, it isn't. It's the evidence of the presence of God manifesting in our lives. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 4. The experience with the burning bush. Now remember I said that his presence is not an action or an event but a lifestyle. Here in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 4. It's the experience with the burning bush. The question that comes out of this. Will you turn aside? from where you think you're heading to follow God's direction for your life. Two weeks ago, we were meeting with some of our pastors for some planning for the end of the year and looking forward to the next year. And, and I found myself in the midst of our worship time as we worship together, as we prayed together. And, and I just, I could sense the presence of God. And, and I'm there and all of a sudden I find coming out of my mouth, God, forgive me. And I wasn't ready for the other things that came out of my mouth. Not demons at that point, so you can rest. But what came out of my mouth was this. God, forgive me for co-administrating my life. When you don't trust, you co-administrate. Because when we think That things aren't going the way they're supposed to go. We have a problem losing. What's the C word? It's not Christ. You don't lose your salvation. Ladies might know this better than men because they see their men do it. Well, I mean, no. What's the C word? Control. Well, when you're standing in the presence of God, do you have any idea who's in control? I'm sorry it isn't you. I'm telling you, he's positioning the church for such a time as this because the world has run out of answers to their questions. And now they're looking. Is there anybody that can tell me what life is about? Is there anybody that can tell me why am I here? Why am I on the earth? Why are these things happening to me? but we know the one who has the answers. But when we are intimidated, we're afraid to address or to not confront, but to embrace someone who's hurting because we can't give them the answers. John seven thirty eight and 39 says, Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. But when we have a problem with intimacy and trust, it stops up the fountain. And the presence doesn't flow as God would want it to flow. Do you know that every person in this room, if you are part of this house, you have already had conferred upon you a prophetic anointing. Now wait just a minute before you say, Pastor Dave said, we're all prophets. That's the biggest mistake. There are no self-proclaimed prophets. They weren't then and they aren't now. It's conferred, it's recognized. But the prophetic anointing can flow even through a donkey. And even a donkey can speak in tongues. And things can happen. It can change the direction of people's lives, people that were headed for destruction, that a donkey could actually begin to speak and stop someone from going over the edge. These two people right here, could you stand up, please? It's okay, you're not going over the edge. But I believe that you are ones that are supposed to be keeping Piggly Wiggly? Gee whiz. Okay, no, that's a t shirt. Uh, But you are ones that are supposed to be keeping people from going over the edge. Now, there have been some things that have happened in the course of your life that would cause you to wonder is he really talking to us? But God wants you to know he didn't make a mistake. He didn't make a mistake in your personal identity and he didn't make a mistake in identifying you with him. And I wanna tell you something, stop trusting your understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. I'm sure you know the verse, Proverbs chapter three. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways. Acknowledge him. He's going to direct your paths. You guys, you guys are dangerous. You're dangerous. I like it how they say it in Zimbabwe better. You know, we slaughter the English language. For them, they say you're dangerous. You are dangerous. You're dangerous. But it's constructive danger. But I see you with signs. Detour signs. And you're showing them to people. And you're saying, don't look at us, but look at God sent me to tell you this. You're about to go over the edge. And you need to stop. Don't count your failures. The devil will do it for you. (laughs) But God, God, God has not counted them. It's time for you to take a step forward because there are words in you that you want to pass through your understanding first. So if the person rejects you, you can blame the fact that you didn't understand. God wants you to speak with more authority than that. Now, authority... In boldness is born not out of pride, but out of humility. There have been at least two events in your life that the enemy tried to use to destroy you, but God used to create humility. And when I talked about intimacy, you understand what I'm talking about. Because there was a time in your existence where that was threatened but you got past that.
1: Yeah.
0: You need to tell other people how to get past it.
1: Do you know who you just
0: prophesied I to? I don't know them, no. <laughs> What did I do wrong?
1: Craig's the one that's speaking here tomorrow night. Okay, well. <laughs> okay, I'm done. No, you're not. Oh, you didn't want me to. Okay. All right. Chris is speaking Saturday night. I just want to I just want to say this because do you hear what Dave prophesied into us? Now he was speaking some prophecy to them, very much so. You know, about events that about destroyed Craig. Well, you know, he depression about killed him. But where he said to turn, he speak to people to keep them from going off the cliff. That was prophecy is to us. That's, I mean, we need to hear that. He's prophesying to him, them, to us. And it's kind of interesting that he picked them out right then because if once he got to know who they was, then he would not do that. I'd do it anyway. But then we would go, oh, you just knew who they were. But I mean, you not knowing who they are, I mean, that's like God saying, I'd have to do it because the next point that I have, and then I'm going to
0: quit. I only have notes for three or four hours. Um, okay, I have a point when you're yes. I have a point when oh, no, stand up because. No, 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 it's it's going to really throw on. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> when you're seeking presence, one of the major things you have to deal with. Is rejection. You can stand here in what we term the presence of God. And I keep saying it that way. I'm, I'm, I'm not discounting that He isn't here. But you can walk to the person next to you and say, Do you feel the presence of God? And they go, All I feel right now is I could sure use a burger. And, and they'd be feeling right. And it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be an affront to God. They're just talking out of what they trust. <laughs> See, we got we to gotta take some giant steps forward so that God can protect our back. Rejection is a spiritual force It's not a psychological term. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 10. This is Moses now. I think he's starting to put together that his life might be different than others. You think he is maybe a little bit? How many kids got put in a little boat and flushed, I mean, sent down the river. Not very many. So you can't find the, how many have been thrown in the river club so we can all bask off of our, we've been thrown down the river or sold down the river or something. Not very many. You know, the problem is that we think we find comfort in identity with those that have experienced what we've experienced. But I got to tell you, Jesus never committed adultery, but he ministered hope to the adulteress. He was never blind, but he healed the blind. He was never lame, but he spoke to a man who had been lame from birth. You got to overcome rejection when you're seeking the presence of God because you may not feel what you think you're supposed to feel especially when you look at everybody else. And I think it's because we haven't fully recognized that his presence is right here waiting to come out. A single stone a building does not make. A single coal a fire does not make. God puts us together that each one of us adds something of his presence. I'm not discounting the fact that he comes in a different way But I think sometimes what we're actually understanding or not understanding at that point is it's not his presence, it's his glory. Let your glory fall. The Bible says that the glory of God is going to cover the earth As the seas, like the seas. How's that going to happen? Through you and through me. Mitch, can you come up please for just a minute? I'm two minutes over. When I stand next to this man, I get so encouraged. Not just because of his giftings, but he's my brother. And even though we may be separated for months or years, whenever I come, it's like, were we just together last week? Why? Because the same presence that is in me is in him. And why does God put us together? One will put a thousand to flight to ten thousand but there are times that I need to be open to allow him to speak into my life. You know, true leadership in the family of God is not from the top down. Even when you talk about apostolic ministry, it was never from the top down. That's man's way of building. It's from the bottom up. you got to deal with rejection in this way overcoming personal overcoming personal shortcomings do you know something sorry You can't deal with them alone. Do you know that you can't even go to the cross alone? We've still been trying to do it. Do you know that you can't crucify yourself? Oh, yes, I can, Pastor. You don't know how devoted I am. Well, let me tell you, just do the, the psychological or visual math. You put the hammer in one hand, whether you're left-handed or right-handed. Maybe you get the spike in your feet. Maybe you get a slit in your side. Maybe you get the crowns on. You get this arm nailed, but you got a problem. You know what the problem is? You got one hand free. Oh, but... It's good enough for Hollywood. It's good enough for me. You can't do it alone. That's why we need to come. Lord, I want your presence. And he says, trust me. Oh, I trust you. Turn to Mitch and tell him you're falling apart. I can't do that. I don't trust Mitch. Tell him. Can somebody return to the keyboard? I need just some deliverance music here right now. For me. I need to deliver me from where I am back into where we were when we were worshiping. Yes, honey, come, please. All right. There's a lady sitting on the aisle here, right there. You're the last row before the other aisle. Yes, you. Is that a? I can't tell what color. Yes, right here. Yes, you. Could you stand, please? It's all right. Trust has been a major, major, major struggle. Major, you've been turned every way but loose even in relational situations. And you're still trying to figure out why should I hold on? I want to tell you something. When God said you've been created for such a day as this. I want to tell you, don't trust me. You trust him. He'll bring it to pass. But he wants you to know that your best years are in front of you. Your best years are in front of you. Don't count the number of days that you think were wasted, of pain you've tasted. But now it's the time for you to go to his banqueting table into his presence and say, Lord, so many times I thought I risked it all only to find myself full. But today, the word has made a new way and I'm going to trust. Listen to me. I'm going to trust that it's here to stay. It's here to stay. He's going to put his arms around you. He's just going to hold you. And he's not going to expect anything in return. All he's going to ask is, do you like this? tell them, yeah, I do. I do. I do. That's what we say in marriage. I do. You've been married to a lot of different things. And I'm not just talking natural, but spiritually speaking and He's just asking you to let go of those things and take his hands. Because he said, I do on your behalf before you were born. Jeremiah 1.4 says, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. His plan is so incredible, you're not going to believe it. And you're going to say, I remember that day when he said, He loves me, and I'm special. Okay, sweetheart. Thank you. <laughs> um, wow. I think I should probably sit down, but I just want to tell whoever does the, the, the beautiful overhead, whatever you call that, Um, you might want to change it for the next few meetings because there's a few of us that were fairly distracted by it. Because if you really looked at it, you'd be out of here already for ice cream because uh, there was pistachio in it, there was lime sherbet, there was orange sherbet, there was lemon sherbet, there was vanilla with cherries, there was strawberry, there was chocolate, there was... Vanilla with chocolate pieces, like brownie pieces. And there was uh, every good thing on there. And cotton candy was thrown in there. So, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I don't know who came up with it, but it's distracting to a few of us. So <laughs> that's my suggestion. See, see she, she makes the presence real. I want you to do something right now other than get rid of those cotton candies and stuff. Man, I must have been somewhere else. You heard the word tonight. You've been created for such a time as this. If you're not sitting next to somebody, get next to somebody. I didn't say sit on their lap. Just get close enough to touch a person, either on your left or right. And look, we're going to do this the God way. You're not going to be handed the sanitizer. That person next to you may have all kinds of stuff. But right now, right now, God's going to break any transference of stuff from them to you that is not him. If God can authorize a donkey to proclaim truth and keep whatever might be transferred in that process, he can do it for you and I. This is where trust is. I held my brother's hand today. Could you come up, please? Yeah. Instantly. And I kept touching him. He probably thought it was American or something, but it wasn't just because I was trying to touch the Middle East. I felt his heart. And I just couldn't leave it alone. I just couldn't help but sense the love of God in this being. And I just couldn't leave it alone. I sat right next to him. We started holding hands. Wow. Two men holding hands. (laughs) But I could feel his heart. And even though we hadn't had any time together before these moments today, we found out that we've held hands with another man that ministered in his church last May that lives in our city. Now, pre-1970, if you would have told me I'd have been doing this with a man, much less somebody from some other land, I'd have been saying, "Whatever you're smoking, you better get off of it; it's gonna hurt you seriously." But when the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, I changed. Now I don't care about my way anymore. I don't care if I look stupid. I just want to touch his heart. Touch the heart of those he wants to touch. So you have a commission. You can go back. Your brother needs you right there. You're going to touch that person and you're going to say to yourself, self, put your mind on pause forget who that person is in the natural right now they're a messenger because we're supposed to learn intimacy and trust so I'm just going to pray right now Lord whatever this person needs you're here You're here. Just touch them. Just touch them. That's all. That's all. Doesn't that just kind of feel good? I don't have to do anything. No, Pastor, you told us No, that's not it. I don't have to be something that I'm not. (laughs) I can just be who I am. Father, I pray over every person here tonight that they'll really recognize how much you love them. And that as they walk through these things meaning to remove any obstacles that would keep them from experiencing your fullness even after Moses said Lord I want to know your ways he said who will go with me and you said my presence And he says, I want that presence. That word in the original meant face. Presence. I want to touch your face.
1: I see your ways.
0: I see the miracles. But it just isn't the same. I get close enough?
1: Please pray, Lord. I just want to thank you for this word that Dave has uh, spoken into our hearts, Lord. The reality of your power to affect, Lord, the walking in the fullness of your presence, A direct correlation, Lord, to our ability to open our hearts up to you and to others, Lord. And as we open up our hearts to others, Lord, let's open it up to you. Or we just speak in Jesus' name, Lord. No. I agree with Dave's Spoke, Lord. Just the walls that we put up to protect ourselves, Lord, the walls that we put up in, as we know to protect our shortcomings. But, Lord, you're declaring that power is perfected in weakness. Um, there's a couple of things I know that we're going to need to pray about. Because some of you have got some shortcomings. Like Dave spoke there real real hardcore about uh, dealing with rejections is getting rid of the... Uh, how did he say it? Oh, man. Um, overcoming the, the short, shortcomings. Literally just allowing the perfected power of God to just to, to enhance and empower you over out of your shortcomings. But the first thing is, is to go, okay, I'm not going to try to protect it. Hide it. Um, and so I think there's some things that some people need to open up tonight to, and we're supposed to pray over. Also, um, I cannot help, Dave, but when you picked out Craig and Chris and started prophesying over them, I, I mean, because I know some things that are going on in their life that you were speaking to. It's good that you didn't know that. But twice he spoke about being spoken into about, what was it about, a, off the, speaking to people who are going off the cliff? Is that what he said? How it, pardon me? Detour. detour signs. I cannot help but think about, there's some people in this place, when Dave spoke that, that uh, there's some people in here that are headed and ignoring detour signs. And they're about to go off the cliff in some areas mm-hmm. in their lives. And that was a profet- strong prophetic word to us as a body and individually in this place. We cannot ignore the detour sense. That was, that was, I'm just going to go, i just going to hear that. I'm going, i got to listen to this thing again. The whole sermon is awesome, but I, I want to hear that, that too because there's some things that just straight from the heart of God on it. So, uh, and so the other thing is is that there are a lot of things what Dave spoke, I know, is touching people's hearts. So I just want to ask some of the leadership teams to come up and we're going to pray for people. Come on. Uh, y'all come up. Lynn, And uh, and so if you uh were to be up here praying for people, if it's anything that Dave spoke that just touched your heart. But also this call about people going off the cliff, come on, Craig Chris, come on, you might as well get into it. You don't have to wait. Um, you know. So I'm gonna go, we're just going to close shop, and we'll be up front here praying for people. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the an awesome word that Dave's, Lord, you spoke through Dave. Lord, stirring us up, God, in relationship to intimacy with, Lord, intimacy with you and intimacy with one another. God, do it. Open our hearts up, not protect, those shortcomings, Lord, f- a fear of being rejected, Lord. If somebody knew what was in my heart, they would reject me. No walls, no walls. So Lord, do I speak blessings, Lord. we won't receive this tonight, Lord. Lord is setting the tone for this week, Lord, just uh, intimacy. Open our hearts up to you, Lord. Come, Lord, come, just to come into the depths of your spirit, Lord. For it's opening ourselves completely up to you. Trust in the Lord with all our heart in strength and with power through our spirit and the inner man so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. Oh, God. Lord, I speak blessings on this weekend. It'll, all of our lives will be changed. This church will be changed. God, we declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Tomorrow night, 6.30. If anybody needs prayer, we'll be up here. Hey, Vivian.